Hello and welcome to the cinematic adventures of JP and Future Man. This week, we're finally, finally finishing off Star Wars. Will Disney ruin it or will Baby Yoda save us all? What do you think, Jackie? That is how you chose to do the intro? That is how I chose to do the intro. We are doing it right. I mean, okay, so (laughs) what is your obsession with Baby Yoda? Because you have been determined to make Baby Yoda into way more than what baby yoda is you haven't even watched the mandalorian i haven't You're watched the mandalorian based on here's, the thing. here's the thing my entire opinion on baby yoda is based on the fact that the internet has just adopted it as like a pet or whatever and i'm all for it it looks so cute if disney knows anything it's not story or characters or uniqueness it's how to make things fucking cute really yeah, they, they know how to do that. It's very cute. He ate a frog in that gift that I saw from that show that I didn't watch. Have you ever considered maybe you're part of the problem with the internet? Yeah. You see a meme and you jump on it, but you have no idea the context. Yeah, that's why I quit social media for the most part, except to bug you. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> <sighs> okay. So this week we are covering the sequels. And I think it's interesting so far that we've basically gone through the Star Wars series uh, through the eyes of a person who was never really interested in watching Star Wars and was definitely not a fan. Um, So since you have rewatched the original trilogy, because I did make you watch it in in release order, not episodic, um, since you watched the original trilogy... And then you turned around and you saw the, um, by the way, we're going solely on saga films. We are not including the, um, the additional things. We're, we're excluding the EU. We're excluding even the Disney kind of EU, I guess. We're only talking episodic. So episode, like episodes one through nine. Um, Which means so that six, I can't bring up the Christmas. So, so anyway, so we're only talking about these movies. So um, since you had to watch, the original trilogy, you rewatched the original trilogy, or actually watched, because you hadn't actually seen it before, had you? I think I saw it like years ago, but I forgot about it. Okay. So you watched the original trilogy. You fell in love with the original trilogy. It was then, so good. It's still good. Even though I had to watch three shitty prequels and some okay sequels, it's still okay, so great. Then, so you, you fell in love with the original trilogy, and then you watched, or you were forced to sit through the prequels, which you absolutely <laughs> Oh, God. No, they, they were bad. Jar Jar Binks ruined any sort of goodwill that it was building up. And then, like, oh, my God, this bit's kind of good. Oh, Jar Jar. There you are. Hi. I missed you. So, Jar Jar Binks was set to be the prequel's version of Baby Yoda. Even in the, a gift, Baby Yoda is better than Jar Jar. The Ewoks are the original trilogy's version of Baby Yoda. That's more accurate. Yeah. Well, um, George Lucas created both of them. He created the Ewoks. And then, and that was, so technically Baby Yoda is like a new version of the Ewoks, which people nowadays hate the Ewoks, but I was a kid when Return of the Jedi came out and they were awesome, cute, cuddly little murder bears and we loved them. The Ewoks, for me, were just like Baby Yoda is now. 
They were cute and adorable, and you couldn't tell me otherwise. <laughs> I and think they were little, nice. and they were tiny little assassins, and it was awesome. Um, <clears throat> and then when Lucas did the prequels, his attempt at a a version of Ewoks, but for the next generation, was Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, that that worked out well. <laughs> so. Um, the I, I, I was getting um, less Ewoks, more C-3PO. No, because C-3PO is actually, C-3PO and R2-D2 are two characters that are actually in all of the episodic movies. That's a good point. They're, they're C-3PO the only was in there. He was made by Darth Vader. That's a thing that happened. Yes. He wasn't um, just those a guy. characters are the only two characters that are in literally every single episodic Star Wars film. Actually, they're in all Star Wars films because they're in Rogue One and um solo as well they're on solo i didn't see it but like i didn't know that they're i'm pretty sure they're on solo they have like a like so even in rogue one they just have like a cameo like you just see them they're not actual like characters that do anything but i'm pretty sure they're in solo in the same capacity i don't remember because solo is a largely forgettable film um i may have seen it i don't remember either See, that's my point. It wasn't, I, I will say this, it's not a bad film, but it's just not necessarily a good film. It's just kind of there. And it's, yeah. it was definitely a film nobody asked for because I think the thing that people loved about Han Solo is he's just the character as he was. Nobody needed a step-by-step handhold through why or how Han Solo is and has every single thing he ever has. Hey, like look, I don't even. This is when he got his dice. Yeah, like nobody asked for that, and nobody cares. Um, you can just yeah, do a so, Yeah, and it's and on top of that, it kind of like it. It's again, it's another one of those like reboots in a way. Even though it's supposed to be a prequel, it still reboots his character because it's like, oh, this is how he was. Oh, but not really because he was really a good guy. No, he was a scoundrel in the beginning. But at the end of Solo, he's is Solo basically gives him the exact same character arc that he goes through in the original trilogy. He starts out as a scoundrel and he ends up the nice guy. And you're like, that doesn't track because in the original trilogy, he starts out as a scoundrel. So that doesn't make any sense. But anyway, um, <clears throat> we're not talking about those. So um, after having after sitting through the prequels, you were then forced to watch the to rewatch the sequels, which you would actually seen more recently yeah so, i saw them in theaters when they came out in cinemas i saw them and then when last jedi came out the entire internet caught on fire and then i'm like for fuck star wars i'm gonna back out i'm backing out i'm going back to harry potter crimes of Grindelwald is coming out that's probably gonna be good it's not but like at least the internet isn't mad at that oh jk rowling tweeted something now harry potter's on fire everything is on fire i'm just gonna go and watch gay stuff do you feel better now because i feel like you've wanted to say that for a while Look, here's the thing, right? We're going to get into this. But Last Jedi <laughs> is a bad movie, right? But it's a bad movie for, like, like for a similar reason, but the opposite to why Crimes of Grindelwald is a bad movie. We're going to get into both, but let's start with Force Awakens, because that's a... Well, yeah, that's how they came out. We're going in order. So, okay. what, so after having seen the prequels, what 
changed, what, if anything changed, because again, you'd already seen The Force Awakens, but you hadn't seen the prequels and you didn't really remember the original trilogy. After you've now rewatched the original trilogy, fell in love with it, then you had to sit through all three prequels, which you blamed me for incessantly. And then you watch The Force well, Awakens. Entirely what your is fault. your take on, yes, it's entirely my fault. What is your new take on The Force Awakens? So tell me, first of all, how did you receive The Force Awakens when you saw it in theaters originally, not really giving a shit or knowing much about Star Wars? And then now that you've gone through the whole experience, what is your take on The Force Awakens now? I thought it was cool the first time I saw it. The first time I saw it, I was like, cool, Star Wars stuff. I get it. Lightsabers, The Force, Magic Powers, Space Wizards, neat. Um, and then uh, I'm like, that guy's probably important. It's like so many times. Like, I knew uh, Luke Skywalker, <laughs> Leia, and Han Solo, but the rest of them, I'm like, that guy uh, is probably important somewhere. And that, that guy is probably important. That guy's probably important. That guy's probably important. Like, so many characters just had cameos, and I'm just like, I don't, I, my, maybe the crowd seems to like him. Uh, and then I'm like, oh, cool, it's that guy. That's the difference. I'm part of the crowd now. I'm like, oh, it's that guy from those movies that I watched. Um, <laughs> Does it change how you see The Force Awakens? Uh, yeah. So basically the joke is that it's a remake of A New Hope. That's the internet's joke. And I get it, but I saw Creed. And Creed is A, uh, a remake of Rocky, and B, really fucking good. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it's a remake of A New Hope doesn't bother me as much. Okay. So what is your perspective on it after having watched the prequels? I, I remember Joy now. Uh, fun. It was fun. It had it had characters. There was characters in this. It had characters. I love that. It had, emo- it had emotion. There was a story. It was a fine story. Um, I like the fact that Darth Vader is now a whiny brat boy. That was funny. That was okay. The uh, I like the fact that the that one of the characters is basic is a stormtrooper and um. I, I thought that would be more interesting than it was, but it's an interesting start to his character. We have a new C-3PO, no, uh, R2-D2, right? In BB-8, little uh, ball guy with the, with the thumbs up lights. He was fucking cute. I don't give a shit about anything else. That guy was adorable. He's a little, <laughs> little ball that rolls around. It's great. Uh, I think Ray's an interesting character, and by that I mean she picks up on the force way too quickly, but, like, Everything else about her is relatively interesting. <laughs> like if she didn't pick up on the force as quickly, maybe um, she could have had a proper arc. But the start of her arc is really good when she's on that desert planet um, being followed by junk traders. Was that from the sequel? I don't remember. Um, but her, the start of her arc is really good. And then she just is good at using the force and becomes less interest, uh, interesting. Okay, so you liked The Force Awakens. So you liked The Force Awakens when you first saw it in the theaters, not really knowing anything about Star Wars. And then after getting all the references, you liked The Force Awakens a little more? Uh, mm, okay, so here's the thing. I noticed more weaknesses in the structure because it was basically a copy of Force of, uh, of the first one in New Hope. But uh-huh. uh, so it's even now, but I like it for different reasons. Oh, okay, so you like it the same because you found new flaws, but you had maybe more enthusiasm for it? Yeah. After having sat through the prequels? Uh-huh. The prequels will do that. Okay. So what I hear you saying is that you are now an actual Star Wars fan. 
because you are following i hate to tell you this but you are following the gen x fan base i'm saying gen x because millennials didn't millennials came in at the prequels the prequels were their first so millennial the millennial viewpoint is and i I mean this by like in the in the group in the aging so Mm -hmm. you're the millennials first time going to the theaters to be able to see a star wars movie they were little kids and they went to see the phantom menace so their star wars movie is the phantom menace so millennials love the prequels gen xers hate the prequels this is not an absolute obviously not all gen xers hate the prequels not all millennials love the prequels but in general there is a generational divide and the reason why is because when millennials saw the prequels they were children Mm-hmm. And now as adults, when they watch it, it harkens on that nostalgia of being a little kid and falling in love with Star Wars for the first time. When Gen Xers saw the prequels, we were adults. I was just a few years younger than you are when I saw the prequels. The the and I'm a Gen X Star Wars fan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what's my, welcome to the Gen X Star Wars fandom. Because literally everything that you have said is exactly what Gen X Star Wars fans have said. For, and like, again, I, I qualify that on the generational divide because we, when you are an adult and you watch the prequels, you have the reaction that you had. But if you were five years old when you first saw the prequels in a theater and that was your introduction to Star Wars or, you know, your, your brain's not that well developed yet. So even if you saw the original trilogy, you're just thinking, oh, cool, Space Wizards. You don't really understand what's going on. And then when you watch the prequels, again, you don't really understand what's going on. What six-year-old understands Trade Federation? Like, what? And all of 20-year-old cares about it. That's exactly the point. And the thing is, like, the boring talk in the, in the prequels was just like a time for little kids to, like, notice all the flashy things on the screen. So all of the distractions worked perfectly for them. Whereas an adult is like, this is stupid. This is just flashy things on the screen, and there's it's vapid. There's no you're not. Who cares about trade? That you know trade federation. But at least there was there was a story. It was just told in just a horrible way. So yeah, welcome to the Gen X Star Wars fan. So now that you have gone through here. the Force Awakens, okay. So now you've gone through the Force Awakens. You've relived the whole who's Ray, where did Snoke come from, and now you understand because you've seen all six episodes. You understand who Palpatine is, who Darth Vader is as the Chosen One. You've seen Ray, and you you've seen how she. You know, you even said because when I first saw the Force Awakens, I thought similarly. The difference is. I was looking into it a little bit more because um, in the Clone Wars, the cartoon, they have an entire episode on how the Jedi get their um, their younglings. They get them at literally two years old, and they start training. Weird. It's always right. But having that knowledge in mind, when I watch The Force Awakens and I see Rey get dropped off on Jakku at like what looks like maybe seven or eight. I'm thinking, oh, she was a Padawan, so she does know how to use the Force. That would have been so much better. Admittedly, admittedly, Episode Nine could have could have also done could also do that, but like Episode Eight, just it. it, Anyway, Episode Seven. Episode Eight. We're still in Seven. We'll get into Eight in a minute. But so knowing having so bad. I know. Hold on. Having seen the Clone Wars and seen that episode. 
when I watched The Force Awakens, it, that was in my head. Because they, they showed her as a child being dropped off, like around that age. To me, they showed her for a reason and the lightsaber calling to her and everything. And then, so if you have that in mind, that like she was trained as a Padawan learner as a child, and then they show like the fractured scenes of like Luke, um, you know, Luke with the temple burning and knowing that Kylo went bad. In my mind, Luke dropped her off. She was a student and he dropped her off to keep Kylo from getting to her. Like maybe so much better. the last student that, you know, she was the last student that he didn't get a chance to either corrupt or kill. And he was able to save her and he dropped her off on that planet to keep Kylo from getting to her. And she was dropped off at a young enough age and the entire experience was traumatic enough that she could have thought that the whole thing was, a, you know, a dream or just assumed, especially when you're on a desert planet where you now have to face every day, like how to live day by day. Because as you saw, like they went through the painstaking measures of showing it's not easy for her as an adult to live day by day because she's barely able to get enough food to eat on a daily basis. So how do you think it was for her as a kid? When you have situations like that, you have to push the trauma to the side. The easiest way for the brain to deal is to just is to develop a somewhat like form of amnesia. So in my mind, that's what happened to her. And when she saw that flashback, it like reminded her, oh yeah, I was trained as a Padawan. I know like I, I know a little bit about the force. So that to me is why when she closes her eyes, when she's fighting Kylo, she's like remembering her training. And that is why it didn't bother me that she won. I will say it did bother me that she used a force from um, the uh, Jedi mind trick to get out of the things. Jedi mind trick that, is pretty bad. Um, yeah. Because so Luke no didn't use the Jedi mind trick until the third movie. So the first time we saw it was Obi-Wan. Luke didn't do it until Return of the Jedi in the very beginning. He didn't do a Jedi mind trick in one or two at all. And he wasn't until he was an actual, like, you could consider him kind of a master And by the time Return of the Jedi comes along. That was when he does, or he's, he's a full-fledged knight. That's when he does his first Jedi mind trick. If they had just taken out that Jedi mind trick and had her be saved by Poe, that would have redeemed her arc to me. And to me, there is absolutely no way you can say she's a Mary Sue in that sense. Even with leaving it in, I still think there's no way she's a Mary Sue because the mystery box has you saying, well, what if she does have training? What if she... Again, mystery yeah. box just ruins all of his, right? Because well, the thing with J.J. Abrams, Abrams is that he sets up this mystery and he doesn't know how to finish it. He never does. He's like, ooh, look, look, this mystery box. Who's Ray? Who, where did she get lightsaber? Who the fuck cares? Um, okay, so then, as far so speaking of that, because I've after, heard a lot of people say that. And then um, after the, the mystery box is set up, um, he just goes away and is like, doesn't tell anyone anything, and and now you have the sequel that has to has to do the mystery box thing, even though it doesn't make any sense. Okay, so I having said boxes. that, I will. I don't hate it, and I didn't hate it in the Force Awakens. Um, having said that, I think he there there is evidence that he did have answers for the questions he raised in the Force Awakens. He um, he did a story treatment. Now, he, did a story, he didn't do a story treatment for the overarching situation, but he did a story treatment to answer the specific mysteries that he had. And um, that was given away accidentally by Daisy Ridley 
in press tours because when they were talking about The Force Awakens, they were on a press tour for that. Someone asked her, um, actually, no, I'm sorry. It was for, um, yeah, it was for The Force Awakens. It was uh, after it came out. Someone asked her about Darth Plagueis and she said, or no, it's the other way around. Someone asked her about Snoke and she accidentally said, oh, you mean, and she was about to say, she said Darth I think she said Darth Plagueis or something like that. And then J.J. immediately changed the subject. He had originally set it up so that Snoke would be Darth Plagueis. So he did have an answer to who Snoke was. Isn't he also had an answer to who... That you shouldn't fuck around... When, you, when you're in a story, when you're writing a full trilogy, maybe, like the MCU, you should have a plan. And if you have a plan, tell people that plan. And then the overarching is to follow that plan. Right? You, this isn't the original trilogy. The MCU, you can't just make shit up as you go along. If you have this huge bad guy, then yeah, okay. do so, something. Well, here's that. the thing, and that well, the funny thing is, had he stuck with Snoke being Plagueis, it still would have, in a way, brought Palpatine back, and it would have it would have worked better as him being the overall the overarching thing. Do you know who Darth Plagueis is? A Darth Plagueis the Wise from that opera scene. He, uh, you said that he created. Um, um, the emperor i forget emperor palpatine no he is emperor so in the sith there are always two right an apprentice and a master and apprentice in the original trilogy darth vader was the apprentice and um and uh darth sidious was the master darth sidious's master was darth plagueis and it was through him fucking around with the force that Anakin was created. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and it's there are different ways, even in Disney canon, that you can look at it. There's one way that you can look at it is Darth Sidious fucking around with the Force and the Wills, which are like the arbiters of the Force, were like, okay, since you're trying to go all bad guy on the dark side, we're wait, gonna wait, create- Wait, 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 wait. Go back. What? What the fuck the Wills? Also, I'll get to that. aren't they the little bug things that are in your blood that do Force shit? Those are midichlorians. I'll okay. get to that in a minute. Um, so the Wills created Anakin as a response to Darth Plagueis fucking with the with um, the midichlorians. He was trying to manipulate midichlorians in order to create life. The Wills didn't like that and were like, fuck that, and created Anakin in response to that. That's one way to see it. The second way to see it is that Darth Sidious himself, through... Plagueis and Sidious fucking around, Sidious accidentally actually created Anakin, and that's kind of a retcon that Disney is going with, because the original story in Disney was that Anakin was the Will's, ex was the Will's version of, now you done fucked up, because now I'm taking out all the Sith. Um, and then they retconned it in a comic, and said that Plagueis himself created Anakin, so in a jacked up way, Plagueis is Anakin's father. Um, <clears throat> And I'm not sure I like that recon. Um, the Wills are, are, they're like the arbiters of the Force. So, okay, so the Force is what we call, what, the Force is what we call like the thing that is, ugh, how can I say it? It's like, it's like a bee, it's like an essence, okay? And the way that people can control that, can inter the essence interacts with us. The way living beings can interact with the essence is through metachlorians. The wills are like the arbiters of that essence. They direct it. 
So the wills can decide to give you a lot of metachlorians. They can decide to give you just a normal amount. Metachlorians are kind of, um, they're, they're kind of synonymous with mitochondria. I'm not going to get into that. But anyway. Um, Thank you. Yeah. But the will, so it, with George Lucas did his treatment for seven, eight, and nine, which he absolutely did do a treatment for, and he gave it to Disney. That was the whole controversy that came out a couple of weeks ago where Bob Iger admitted, yeah, Luke, we bought Disney and told Lucas that, you know, we, when they bought, when they bought Lucasfilm, they also bought his treatments for seven, eight, and nine. And they did it like in good faith, like, sure, we'll use these. And then when Kathleen Ken and then um that actually entire, that entire interview, the the not the interview, but the book that he released, right? The entire book was the fact that he even brought that up shows a massive ego. Like, yeah, we bought it and like he did the prequel, so we don't care. You love us. We're Disney. What a massive prick. Like I I get doing that, but why would you bring that up and think that everyone would just be okay with that? What a dick. I'm gonna answer that if you let me finish. So what Lucas did in order to secure his legacy because he didn't fully trust Disney was he said, I'm going to appoint the head of Lucasfilm before I sell Disney, before I sell Lucasfilm to Disney. And he decided to use his friend who he thought was going to have his back, who was like a co-producer with he and Spielberg. And so he thought, well, she's co-produced enough. She should know how to do it. She's going to carry the mark. And he is the one who who put Kathleen Kennedy in charge of Lucasfilm. And he thought Kathleen Kennedy is going to do, she's going to follow my legacy. When her hands, I know my films will be treated right. That was his fatal flaw. That is why Bob Iger pointed that out to say, if you don't like Kathleen Kennedy, you got George Lucas to blame. Because no, we didn't decide to keep his scripts. But who was the one who made that decision? I hate him so much. Bob Iger is such a dick. No, who was the one who made the decision to throw out George's treatments? It's not Bob Iger. It was Kathleen Kennedy. See, here's the thing that I keep having to bring up that nobody pays attention to. Everybody wants to hate on Disney because they're a powerful corporation. I get it. I hate corporations too. But let's be real. Disney doesn't give a shit about what you're doing as long as you're making the money. That's why in the beginning, Disney was like, we're going to be all up your ass about Iron Man and Iron, Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, and Iron Man 2. And then as soon as they saw how much money they were able to get in, they were like, all right, Feige, you got this. We're going to let you go. Except for Ike Perlmutter, who was the head, who was over, um, over Feige at Disney. And then Feige finally went to them when he was about five films in and was like, look, either I go or this fucker goes. And they're like, well, you're the one making us money. Exactly. Exactly. And that Um, is exactly the point. Disney does not come in and fuck with shit as long as you're making money. If as soon as Feige was able to make the money, they were like, okay, Perlmutter, you're on the TV division. Get the fuck out of his way because he's making us too much money. Once they did that, (laughs) as soon as they did that, that was um, around the time I think Age of Ultron came out. And then after that was Age of Ultron was like the last big studio interference film, which is why it sucked. And then after that, Feige had complete, like he had, he had studio control. And that's why movies were able to come out the way they did. Perlmutter didn't want to do Black Panther. And Feige was like, we're fucking doing Black Panther. So this is my point. When you, when you, when he, when they bought Lucasfilm and Lucas said, I want Kathleen Kennedy to be the head. Well, actually he didn't say that. He, before he sold it, he made her the president and then he sold it. 
with her in place. And he gave, mm-hmm. I think he like, gave her a certain length of contract, which means you buy Lucasfilm, you're buying Kathleen Kennedy as the head. He did that strategically because he thought that she would have his best interest in mind. She did not. Nope. She is the one who has decided that the force is female and that we need to have more emphasis on, we need to have, here's the thing, not necessarily we need to have good stories with female leads and with more diversity. She was like, it doesn't matter about the story. We just need females and we need, we need them to be all powerful. So that sounds yeah. like, that sounds like it was made up by like trolls on the internet. Are you sure? Yeah, that, that she said it sounds like that, except there have, that's why Iger released, when you were like, why did Iger release that? Because it's a backhanded way of saying, it's not my fault. Lucas himself put her in charge. She's the one who's been fucking up Star Wars. That is why when, so if you notice, you never heard anything from Bob Iger when the Force, Force Awakens came out, right? Hey, you're right. shit from You didn't hear anything from him when Rogue One came out. When did you start hearing from Bob Iger Good about point. Star Wars? When it started, started going downhill. From him, the moment, as soon as the, when The Last Jedi came out and the reviews were mixed, and then, you know, the, like, there's controversy and everything. You're still not hearing anything from Disney. Disney's still quiet. But then, as soon as Solo comes out and tanks at the box office, all of a sudden, Bob Iger, the president and CEO of Disney, is going, yeah, we put out too many Star Wars movies. We're going to pump the brakes. That's when Disney gets involved. The second you lose, the, the second the return on investment isn't what they want, that's when it's a Disney movie. That's when Disney start, comes in and goes, whoa, 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 uh-uh, no. And so, what? And what? I I looked up the Rotten Tomatoes. Guess what the Rotten Tomatoes score for Last Jedi is? Ah, we're not getting to that yet. This ah, oh, that's well, hold ridiculous. on. To that. We're still on the Force Awakens. God, so, wait, hate this movie. Anyway, so okay, so that so that I just brought this all up to be like to when everybody's like, I hate Disney, Lucasfilm. I hate Disney. You don't hate Disney. You hate Lucasfilm. And the head of Lucasfilm is Kathleen Kennedy. She is the one who has been making these decisions. I'm not saying this as a misogynist or anti-female. I am female and I am a feminist. And as a feminist, I hate the fact that we have a story with, see, okay, I'll get into that later. Cause again, that has to do with Look, Last Jedi. So here's the thing. Here's the thing about, about Rey in The Force Awakens. Rey in The Force Awakens is fine, right? She's fine. She's right. on a cycle journey. And it, we, we can see her using a lightsaber and know how to use it. But we see her with that giant that she has. So, and she's- Exactly, so it makes sense that she would know how to use a weapon. Right. Yeah, so that's fine. What I don't like is the fact that she used the fucking force. And this is a problem with modern action movies. Modern action only care about action. How do we get to the next action scene? We don't give a shit about story or characters. How do we get to from one action scene to the next one? That is the entire premise of Mission Impossible. Okay, so, well, that's true. Um, okay, so bringing that up, okay, so going back to what Iger was saying, they had treatments for um, Seven, right? In George Lucas's version of Seven, or Seven, Eight, and Nine, it's all about the wills. So if you notice, there's an overarching story. If you look at all of the trilogies, the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, if you look at those two trilogies, okay, there's an overarching there's an overarching storyline, right? There is a main character, but then there's like a sub character, like a sub character arc, right? In the original trilogy, the main character we're watching through is Luke Skywalker, but then when you get to the end, you realize that the Jedi that's returning 
is actually Anakin Skywalker, and this is his story of redemption. So this entire story arc is his redemption arc. So those are the two characters we're watching this through, right? Or the two characters of the story arc. If you go back to the prequels, it's supposed to be mainly Anakin's story, but then there's an overarching character arc, and that is of Palpatine. And it's and basically of the Jedi themselves. And I think it's part of why the prequels failed because it was trying to do a little too much. Um, so it's like this, there's a Jedi overarching story. There's the, the there's uh, Palpatine story. There's the story of the, the empire and the Republic itself. And then there's also Anakin's story. Okay. So there's a lot going on in the prequels and the sequels. He had it set up so that you would learn that everything we've been seeing, which is the Skywalker family drama, because that's what the that's what Star Wars is. It's the Skywalker family drama is being told through these characters called the Wills, um, because originally Star Wars was supposed to be the Journal of the Wills, and they were telling you a story very much like the Princess Bride. Remember, in Princess Bride, you have the grandpa telling the story, reading the story from the book. Yeah, I like the well, Princess the book, Bride. Instead of, right, instead of the book being the Princess Bride, the book is the Journal of the Wills. Okay. And Star Wars is just us watching the Princess Bride scenes of the Journal of the Wills. And it's That's one chapter, because it, and um, the chapter is the Skywalker saga. Okay. That's why this entire thing has to have Skywalkers in it all the way through, because this entire thing is the saga of the Skywalkers. That it's this one chapter that is dedicated to the Skywalkers. That's why it starts with Anakin, it continues with Anakin, but then it starts with Luke, and it's supposed to continue with Luke, but end with the next generation of Skywalker. The whole thing, the through line is Anakin Skywalker. He is in episodes one through nine in the whole thing with, with the Lucas version, okay? What happens is Kathleen Kennedy is like, I don't want to, so Kathleen Kennedy um, hires J.J. Abrams to do The Force Awakens. They all read the Lucas treatment. Abrams comes up with the storyline. Kennedy throws it out and says, make these changes. Bob Iger was a party to that, but he, like, he, he was let in on it, but he didn't make any decisions because he's not, again, Disney doesn't tell you, like, oh, Disney only dictates, like, make it Disney quality. That's pretty much it. They, like, stay on brand, basically. And as long as you do that, you're good. I mean, they don't need to even interfere with the live-action remakes, and those things suck, but they make all the money. So Disney's like, oh, okay, whatever, whatever's happening, despite people not liking this, it still makes money, so that's fine. And it wasn't until Solo made... And it wasn't until Solo... Disney will not get involved until, like, the actual company, the parent company of Disney, Bob Iger, does not talk to you until you start losing money. He has people underneath him that will talk to you if something like if there are situations so basically disney is there to do damage control because you're fucking with their brand and yeah. they didn't need to do that in the force awakens because the force awakens like you said like i've said was well received in fact it did everything they wanted it drummed up the very thing that you hate jj's mystery box drummed up all it created tons of youtube channels speculating who's ray who are her parents who's snoke where did he come from all of these questions, people spent two years pouring over it endlessly. And again, there are, because of leaks Didn't through- they needed to know that that was going to happen. At least Lucasfilm needed to know that that was going to happen. They set up the mystery box. JJ, JJ set up the mystery box. Exactly. And um, the and, fact that- 
for those questions. Snoke was supposed to be Darth Plagueis. Her parents, I think, were Han and Leia because mm-hmm. I remember in interviews after the Force, during the two years between the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi, when she um, when she would do interviews. And people were like, did JJ tell you, does JJ know who the parents are? Because people thought the same thing, like he has no idea. And she's like, of course he knows. And, uh, or does JJ know, does JJ know who Ray is? And she was like, of course he knows. And she's the one who in an interview said, I thought, she's like, when I did the movie, I thought it was obvious who her parents were, plural. Meaning both of her parents are in The Force Awakens. All right. Not Luke, because Luke would have been her parents. And it's not Obi-Wan, because Obi-Wan wasn't in The Force Awakens. Not because he wasn't in The Force Awakens. There's only one set of parents that could be there, and that was Han and Leia. And I think that was the direction that J.J. was going to go in. That's why, and again, it's all through, like, little leaks of, of Daisy Ridley basically accidentally saying things. And then as soon as she would accidentally say something... Somebody from Star Wars would come up and be like, oh, let's not look over there. What's what's going on with that look thing? Pay attention to what she just said, because, you know, they wanted it to be a mystery. And then it came out that. So now we can talk about um, The Last Jedi before oh, we talk God. about the, the, ins, the ins and outs of it. Tell me before you start bitching about it. Tell me your initial when you first watched The Last Jedi the, uh-huh. in the theater the first time. Tell me what you thought then. Okay, so I was on Facebook and all the Star Wars fans were like, the, the, the Force Awakens was the greatest movie of all time ever. Oh my God, let me suck the dick of George Lucas. Holy shit, this is going to be great. I love it. I love everything. And I'm like, fuck off. Like, seriously, everyone just shut up. And so when Last Jedi came out and it turns out The Force Awakens was pointless and everything uh, that was set up, was like, yeah, who cares? Let the past die. It sucks. I'm like, yes, yes. Ruin it. Burn it to the ground. So I was a, uh, a sadist, uh, and I loved it. Uh, and now that I know uh, more relaxed um, Star Wars fans, and I'm part of the Star Wars fan, I'm like, wow, this sucks. <laughs> a lot. And um, it's a bad movie, one. And two, it, uh, I... The reason that we had a long conversation that has lasted all these many months uh, was because um, of my com- it was because of the Last Jedi versus the Crimes of Grindelwald thing, and that's what got us started uh, talking about movies in general. So I think it sucks, and I knew it was bad when I first saw it, but I didn't care because it ruined Star Wars for people, and those people were assholes. Like, it's just everyone on Facebook is a jerk. So when that came out, I'm like, yes, this is good. And then after like a month, I'm like, okay, I get it. It's a bad movie. Now go away. So yeah, uh, last year I hate Star Wars fans. So basically, Um, all like of it originally was because of Facebook? Yeah. Facebook is a wretched hive of scum and villainy. Oh, there you go, Daniel, using those Star Wars references. I know, I'm a Star Wars fan, you convinced me. Uh, and because it was, because everyone was angry all the time, I'm like, just, I just wanted it to be over. So, Last Jedi sucked. And I knew it was bad. Can you be more specific? I, um, well, all right, fine, if you want me to be more specific. 
So everything that happened on that stupid gambling planet sucked. It was boring. It was too long, and it was waste of time. Uh, I liked Luke uh, and Ray training. Uh, it made sense that he was like well, everything I worked for just is ruined. And you remember when those Jedi kidnapped those kids? That's fucked. Every the the Jedi are fucked. The Sith are fucked. We should just it should just all be over and end. And I'm like yes, yes. And I still believe that. I believe that that Luke Skywalker has a great had a great reason for being on a lone planet. And since he's alone on a planet, JJ uh, Abrams put him there. There's not much you can do except mi- make him a miserable, sexy hobo. Okay, so you liked the reasoning they gave for him being on Octu uh, in yeah. the last. Yeah, it was a good setup. I just wish that it paid off better. So, how? Oh, and also, um, you know how people were like, how can Ray fight um, Babe, uh, Vader Jr.? Uh, and Snoke's like, how can you lose to an untrained girl with a pole? Are you insane? And then he smashes his helmet, and I'm like, yes, Snoke. You're everyone that saw The Force Awakens as well. Like, That's bullshit. And but then, um, and I, I liked the, and I liked the fact that they killed Snoke. I wish that they didn't set up all this mystery around Snoke. But if you, he was just a guy that was a villain, and then there was no mystery around him, and then uh, Baby Vader killed him uh, and and took over and became the big bad. So that would have been great. Assuming you mean Kylo Ren? Yeah, Kylo Ren. I kept forgetting his name. But yeah, um, so Kylo Ren has this thing where he wants to be Vader. And The Force Awakens wanted to be um, A New Hope. So it, the, the first movie suffers from an identity crisis and wants to like be uh, Star Wars. Look, everyone, look all the Star Wars fans. We are Star Wars. Come, give us your money. Be happy. We have things here. Han Solo's in it. He's dead now. And then... Um, we need to let the past die in order to raise these people. Because, as we all know, the only way to make the new characters good is to um, kill off all the old characters. That makes perfect sense. To us, we're Disney. We kill parents. That's what we do. <sighs> Again, not Disney. Lucasfilm. I know, but like, that's, that was my thing when I first saw it. And when I saw it again now, I'm like, this is bad. This is really bad. And the Crimes of Grindelwald comparisons are all over this shit. Because, all right, so The Force Awakens is like Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, wherein it's a simple story with, with characters that you either like or you don't. And if you like all the characters, you're in the story. We re, we're reintroduced in the world. Look at all these, this magic shit going on. Uh, look, all these, look at these references. We have some cool characters. Right? That's what Force Awakens and Fantastic Beasts were. Then, the sequels were bad. So you have The Last Jedi, which is like, I want to be new and innovative. Um, and I want to basically mark Star Wars as my own. And it's like, okay, but if you suck, then you suck. Um, and then J.K. Rowling was like, okay, here's everything that people liked about it. Like, uh, some people, for some reason, find Newt's Commander sexy. So we're going to have like six women finding him sexy so that that happened and the only people and then all of these references to Harry Potter so that Harry Potter fans will love it despite it being terrible so these are both 
bad movie that the fe- that one the the um the last jedi was like we we want to be new and different and not like star wars and the other is like we want to be the same exactly the same and do everything that we think fans will like and be just like harry potter and they both failed because they were bad okay um do you feel better now because i feel like you needed to get that out oh yeah i feel great okay so basically welcome to the therapeutic adventures of future man and on this episode he is going to rant and vent uh, about crimes of grendelwald and the last jedi which is the only reason he agreed to watch the star wars saga yeah, yeah that was it and i'm glad i did i i got i saw three of these movies out of the nine that i saw i think I no. yeah i saw nine out, out of the nine that i saw and the holiday special out of the ten that i saw I liked because three I of them. I loved one. three of them, and I liked one. No, I liked two. Oh, oh sorry. Okay, so I liked uh, Rogue One, um, The Force Awakens, and the uh, and Return of the Jedi. So I liked three, and I loved two. So that's five out of ten. So you you loved two of the original trilogy, and you just liked Return of the Jedi. You also uh, liked uh, The Force Awakens and Rogue One. Yeah. Okay. And then you thought the rest was a waste of time. Exactly. Okay. Um, so now that we brought up The Last Jedi, everybody's favorite Star Wars film. Oh my God, everything is on fire. I can see it now. <laughs> um, what specifically, because you mentioned like a meta narrative of what you didn't like about it. What in the narrative like what the story planet. literally everything about the casino planet the casino planet was a massive waste of time especially since one of your characters is a stormtrooper so if you want to do another narrative to, to tie it in to him being a stormtrooper so so you got you got them trying to rescue this stupid casino planet and no one gives a fuck but he's a stormtrooper so instead of that had them rescue kids that are being turned into stormtroopers just do that just make it interesting tie it into characters give them an arc have what's her face do something rose yeah have rose be one of the kidnapped kids right and now <laughs> she's like a teenager or whatever i don't know how old rose is but yeah have her be be older and then have her try to escape and have Finn and Rose help little kids from escaping from being stormtroopers. Do literally anything else aside from that stupid casino planet. <laughs> you know what? The funny thing is, even people. So you know the 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 fan base is divided mainly because of this film. Um, uh-huh. There are people who absolutely hated the Last Jedi and people who loved it. Even the people who loved the Last Jedi acknowledge that Canto Bites was ridiculous. So here's the thing about that casino planet. That is it. That is the main thing I hate about this movie. The rest of it is fine. It's like five out of ten. Even the stupid woman with the purple hair that was like, we can't tell anyone anything because I'm in charge and I'm an idiot. Even she's like a four out of ten character. The whole thing is absolutely positively average. That casino planet sucks so hard. The problem, the main problem with the casino planet is that there was no, there was literally no point in that they failed. Everything they, needs to tie into characters. You like story, right? I love story. So 
I'm all about story. So what I think stories should do, because I love characters, is that stories need to reflect the character. They need to reflect the character's motivation, the character's skill, and the character's art. That's what a story, I think, should do, right? The Casino Planet does none of those things. It's just a side mission. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. And, okay, so from a story, so from a character perspective, the the Canto Bite series sequence did nothing. From... A story perspective, the Canto Bite sequence did nothing. And it lasted like an hour. In the beginning, before they went to Canto Bite, they they went to Canto Bite specifically for a re, for one mission. They failed that mission because oh, I okay, forgot that they failed the mission entirely. So the entire yeah, thing is pointless. Dude, because Maz Kanata sent them there to go get the dude with the red flower lapel. They find they he's there, but they don't find him, and they end up like completely failing the mission and getting arrested. And then it just so happened to look out that Benicio del Toro saves them, and then can also get them into the um the thing. But then like get wait, them on the wait 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 wait. Benicio but del Toro they, wasn't the guy that that they needed to get. Then what was the point? No, that was that's exactly there is just no that's change exactly, it. All right, Disney, hi, I know you're listening. Just change it so that Benicio Del Toro is the guy that they need to get. Nope. In fact, they actually went through the pains of showing you that the guy that they need to get was in the casino at the time. They weren't able to get to him before they got caught. He was in, they, they, there's a scene where, like, as they're scrolling through the, the, um, the casino, uh-huh. they actually focus on a guy for a second with like I think two women and he's gambling and he's got a giant li- the, the giant flower like that they're looking for that's the guy they're trying to find he's there they just didn't get to him they ended up getting because they illegally parked they ended what? up getting yeah that, oh, that's how fuck the rest off. they got arrested you can fuck off the end of my giant dick this is the worst thing I've ever heard they illegally parked. Pay attention to that part. Like the whole, well, the again, entire thing was boring. Yeah, right. But okay, so I get it that you're all character, but I'm all story. That's why I paid attention to this was pointless because their their entire point of going to Canto Bite, Maz cannot illegally parked. You can fuck off. Okay, she sent them there to get a code breaker who's got this giant red flower on his lapel, and he's the only person besides her who can do the thing they need to do to get them onto Snoke's ship so that they can disable the tracker so that the first or- so that the um the resistance can get away okay so, so they angry. fail at finding him because they illegally park and end up getting arrested but then they find pop. a guy in jail who allows them who who helps them escape and then BB8 turns into a superhero and like takes down all of these guards so that they can all get out then the guy steals a ship and then takes them to Snoke's ship and he is able to get them onto Snoke's ship, which is what they needed to do in the first place, and get them inside, And which you're thinking, okay, well, then they succeeded. No, they failed, because they were supposed to find the one guy who could do it. But somehow, the drunk in the cage with them can also do it, even though Maz said that there's only one other person besides her who can do it. So the so movie just lies. Just make it him. Just make right, it him. Exactly. Just make it. What's his face? What did he say his name was? Benicio Del Toro. Make it Benicio um, Del Toro. BJ in the movie? DJ, it was DJ. What? Oh, thank God. In the movie, I think his character's name is DJ. Um, So, yeah, so he ends up taking them. And then surprise, surprise, 
the guy who magically knows how to get them to, you know, in where they need to go, turns out to be a traitor, and Captain Phasma arrests them again, only now she's going to have Finn beheaded. And that just so happens to coincide with um, with uh, what with the the thing, the explosion, because uh, what's her name? Holdo. Holdo light speeds through, you know? So right as Holdo light speeds through, that saves Finn from getting beheaded. And um, so that's why the ship was like all in disarray and everything. So they failed. So the mission was to get the one guy to get them on the ship. The reason why they wanted to get on the ship was to prevent them, the to prevent the first order from being able to track the um to be able to be able to track the the resistance. And they failed. They they didn't do any of that. They didn't find the guy that was supposed to do it. They magically happened upon the guy who could do it, even though they, he there was only one other person who was supposed to be able to do it. But this drunk guy in a cage was able to do it. And how lucky! That's, that's the problem. That's a that's a massive story problem because yeah. like if if yeah. you have this entire setup and then it just your entire story revolves around a coincidence, that's stupid. That's yeah. really and dumb. Then, then after that, they um they and then they end up getting caught again, and then all of that doesn't matter because they were only saved by Holdo light speeding through. Which if you know <sighs> anything. Bless you. If you know anything about Star Wars, that breaks canon. So basically, they were saved by a plot device that shouldn't exist in the story that already has been established in the last seven movies. So there's that when you're talking. So so you didn't like that scene from a character perspective. I didn't like that scene from a story, or not that scene, but that the whole Canto Bite scenario, you didn't like it entirely from a character perspective. I didn't like it entirely from a story perspective, which means it did absolutely nothing. It didn't advance the plot in any way. The only thing that whole situation did was put Finn on the ship so that he could have one last showdown with Phasma, which could have just happened on Phasma? the planet. Captain Phasma, the one in the, um, she's the one in the, the silver, uh, she's the silver stormtrooper, basically. Oh, she's the Boba Fett. Pretty much. Uh, utterly yeah. useless uh, and yeah. in a cool armor. Yeah, and so... And so it's they cool now because it. she's a woman. We're going to point yeah. that out in every fucking interview. But she didn't do anything. Exactly. She literally... She does nothing. Um, and then she... Um, and, and my point is, you could... If you wanted Finn and Phasma to have one last showdown, why not do it on the planet when they arrive? Because Finn ends up on the planet anyway. Okay. So, so you could have taken all of that out and had Finn end up on the planet and that would have been, you could have, you still could have had a showdown. So instead of the showdown just being between the force, what is it, like projection of Luke and Kylo? Oh, which that is, bit was cool. Uh, that bit. That bit you was, know why that, that, was, that cool? bit was cool? Because you are looking at it from a character perspective. From a story perspective, that bit wasn't cool because Kylo Ren who is trained in the Force since he was a child, should be able to tell that that's not Luke. That's a good point. But also, Luke's more powerful than him. This so, is true. So but he Kyle could, so, he could like... Projection, not Luke. I know. He was especially, like, look again. Go back within the movie. Within the movie, he was able to discern between a Force projection. He was able to discern, but, like, the situation that was going on between he and Rey, where they were kind of like... I, I like how um, how pitch meeting put it, where they were sliding into each other's force DMs. He was the one who was like, "How is this possible?" 
And he was the one who noticed, like, I, like, he held his hand out and saw, you know, caught the rain from her side. So he was able to see that, like, he could interact. They could interact even though he knows she's not where he is. And he knows he's not where she is. So you've spent all movies showing us that Kylo can tell the difference between a force projection and actually physically being with someone. And then he's fooled by Luke in the end. Here's the thing. All that is true. But also, Luke's awesome. In that scene, Luke He's is awesome. so cool. He, you know he has all of his fire, the firepower firing at him, and he's just like, what are you going to do? I'm still here. Who cares? Yeah, and that's because it was just a force projection. It um, would have been much cooler if he could do, if they did that and he was there. Exactly. If he was, if he was really that's there. The yeah, I, I get it. The whole scene is cool, but also just have him be there. And he can like dodge or block all of the of all the firepower because he's a fucking cool Jedi. <coughs> okay, so this is where we're gonna get into the um, the fanfic. If we had to keep yes, these, I... okay, but you were able to tweak the stories from either the Force Awakens or the Last Jedi. How would you do it? Mind you, you have to keep the characters, but you can do anything with the characters that you want. Oh, really? What would you have done with the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi? Yeah, you have okay. to keep the characters. Not necessarily, like, you don't have to keep all the characters all the way through. You can kill a character off. But all, like, Poe, Finn, Luke, Rey, all, Snoke, Kylo, Ren, like, all of them have to be, all the characters introduced in The Force Awakens have to be in The Force Awakens. And they have to, and you can keep, you can basically keep The Force Awakens the same when you talk about The Last Jedi and just say, like, this is how I would have done The Last Jedi. Or you can say what you would have done with The Force Awakens. But this is, but you have to, we're basically pulling a Nando V movies. Like, what's your one small change that you think would have fixed The Force Awakens or that would have fixed The Last Jedi? So my one small change would have fixed both, I think. Okay. Which is Ray is just not using the Force. He, she doesn't use the Force. Um, and so this, I don't know if she did any Force things before this point, but when the lightsaber is pulled out of the snow and it flies and we're like, holy shit, who's pulling the lightsaber? Is it Luke? Is Luke back? Um, I'd have it be Leia. I'd have Leia do it. And then she can confront Kylo Ren, uh, but she doesn't use the, the lightsaber. She chucks it to Rey so that she she talks to Kylo Ren and then she chucks it to Rey, uh, disowns Kylo Ren for being Darth Vader. And then um, and Rey and Kylo Ren can still have their lightsaber fight. And since she doesn't have force powers, or at least hasn't started training for force powers, she defeats uh, Kylo Ren then um then Wait, Leia hold on. And Ray... hold on. pause why if if when the, the lightsaber comes and it ends up being Leia that takes the lightsaber why would Ray then fight Kylo cuz Leia would just be like stop this yeah because she's like um because he's like no and then he, she's like okay <laughs> and then chucks the lightsaber to Ray and Ray fights Kylo Ren okay but that doesn't make sense though it, it, Why? Doesn't it doesn't but but you know you're trying to make it better, but that would not okay. make it better because that opens up a whole new can of worms. Why would she then give a lightsaber to an untrained person to go against her son? She doesn't want her son harmed. If anything, in that situation, she would just take Ray, she would take Kylo's lightsaber from him. 
And she would be like, she basically, because she is his mom, she would be like, no, you don't get a lightsaber, you were bad. All right, well, <laughs> that's cute. Uh, so we'll change it so that she doesn't use the force to pick it up, but uses cool uh, gymnastics skills or whatever to pick it up. The Leia? No, not Leia, Ray. If Ray doesn't use the force to pick it up, but uses uh, cool gymnastic skills, then she can still have that fight, but doesn't have to be using the force. I think there. I think the one small change. I want to, to you... cut out the fact that she wants to use, that she can use the force. If okay, she so I think can't the one, use the force. Then... The one small change to your theory is instead of having Ray pick up the lightsaber, have Finn pick up the lightsaber. Finn's have the good. lightsaber. I like Have Finn. Near Finn. Also, another one small change. Don't slice Finn up the back. Just have him knock him out. Have Kylo use the force to hit him with something to knock him out. Because you can knock somebody out for like a couple Ooh, minutes. Rock at him. Exactly. Or make him like maybe use the force to push him into a tree and then he passes out. And then, you know, then she That's picks good. up. That way Finn can use the force. It makes sense that he can use the force because being trained by stormtroopers. It's it's very good. I like that. You mean the lightsaber. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. So we worked it out. Finn uses the force. He can use it, yeah. etc. And then, um, and then Ray, uh, and then he gets knocked out, and they then Ray finishes the battle. So you have still have the fight between Ray and Kylo, and then she goes and is trained by Luke. Luke is still like, eh, I don't like this whole force thing, and then she's like, Dude, look, look at everything that's happening. And he's like, You're right. All right, fine. I'll train you. And then Yoda's like, don't be blind to the force, but reverse. Um, but he says it backwards. Uh, or alternatively, have it be Shakespeare. Have you read the Shakespeare Star Wars uh, I've read some. books? I've read like I've read, I, I've read one of them. It's great. I'm a I'm a real Star Wars fan now. I've written I've read fan um, I would say okay, so and then uh, and then um and then Ray gets trained to use the force in the second one, and then goes and then um, Luke is, and then Luke is like, you're, you're just being, you're just using the dark side, etc. Like he did before, I think. Um, and then Ray uh, leaves after she's trained, and and during this time, they the um, Finn uses his force, uh, uses new force powers or old force powers to rescue. Um, children from stormtroopers, so we're changing the casino planet as well. So you change the casino planet to uh, to Finn rescuing kids from stormtroopers, and then after that, uh, and then we have Ray being trained to use the force. But it makes sense because now we haven't seen her use the force much. We can see her use the force a little, but like not enough for it to matter. Uh-huh. That's how you fix it. <laughs> so then, how do you end it? Uh, you end it um, by Ray, but you end it by Ray being on the beach, right? She's completed her training with Luke. You have it end with Ray being on the beach, and then Kylo Ren firing everything at her, and her being able to use the Force powers to avoid it, etc. And you have that entire scene, but with Ray instead. And that way, Luke is the teacher. She's become the student, and she's able to defeat Kylo Ren. Also, you don't kill Snoke because obviously not because he's the big bad. You kill him in the set in the third movie, you absolute idiots. So you're saying that she doesn't fe- defeat Kylo to the second movie, but it doesn't matter that she defeats Kylo in the second movie because Snoke is still the big bad. 
Yeah, Snake's still the but, big bad. She defeats Kylo. It doesn't matter. She still has to face the big boss. Exactly. Okay. Okay. I I can see that. I don't yeah, think that um, divided the fan base. Um, and then my, um, and then uh, Snoke is still way more powerful than she is. So you have uh, Snoke, um, Luke, uh, and Ray, and everyone else uh, defeat uh, face. Uh, you have everyone facing Snoke uh, as a team, and then you have Luke and Ray be like everyone's their backup, and then you have Luke and Ray be the the per- people that are fighting him directly. Okay, and either, so, and either Kylo Ren is also defeating. So you have and- you have Snoke and um, you have Snoke and Kylo Ren either there, and then they're facing Luke and Leia. Uh, no, Luke and Ray, and then you have. Uh, uh, like everyone else backing them up to fight stormtroopers and that way <clears throat> so in order to not divide the fan base with your theory luke would have to defeat snoke on his own ray would have to <clears throat> defeat kylo and then finn could go up against phasma yeah sure that would work. work and then the the general battles could be waged in space on fighters with poe going after the rest of the tie fighters and such uh-huh <clears throat> that, okay, way that's... You, that, that way you have the old fans and new fans and like it's the final confrontation will be Luke versus Snoke and Rey versus Kylo Ren but like it's like a chaotic battle so they each get blows and they can have co- character confrontations as well mm-hmm. uh, so yeah that. But, you, but the most important thing to me is Luke and Rey being on like equal footing and defeat them both in the final confrontation at the end. Luke and Ray being on equal footing? What do you mean by that? Don't kill Luke just to raise Ray up. Have Ray and Luke be the be equals. Now I'm betting that they're gonna bring Luke back as a force goes, but still, guys, don't kill Luke just because just because now we're talking about the last Jedi. Do you know whose decision it was to kill Luke? Oh I'm betting I do. Who? Was it Kathleen Kennedy's? It was Kathleen Kennedy. Of course it was. <clears throat> um, so whenever there's like a sinking ship, there are always leaks. And there have been many, many leaks um, since The Last Jedi came out. And people have pointed to the reason why Kathleen Kennedy loves Ryan Johnson so much is because he didn't give her any pushback and he let her do everything she wanted. Um, the reason why I'm sure you've noticed that there's like there have been a lot of directors that have been signed on to start a movie and then they either don't do the movie at all or they start a movie and then leave and then somebody yeah, else and, and the, um, the people that there was the two that um, were going to do yeah Benny and Weiss yeah there was no those the directors the two directors there's a show run so there's a lot okay so there there are those two there's uh, many often why for the game of show guys the game of thrones got showrunners who were signed on to do a trilogy of star wars movies that was most likely going to deal with the old republic but then they left to do um they left a lot of people speculate that after game of thrones was a flop disney was like okay look after the last jedi we got to cut our losses so they parted ways with them and then but then allowed them to get a netflix deal before announcing it um and then some people think that like they didn't get fired they were just like no we want to do the netflix deal 
um, it makes more sense that Disney cut their losses after Solo. Um, <clears throat> so, so what happened? Um, so because I know that one of the people that did it were, uh, I think it was Lord and Miller. Yes, they. Lord that was the other thing I was about to so, bring up. Lord and Miller were. Lord and Miller. On to do the to do solo they wrote it they started directing they wrote it they cast it they were starting directing it and then they had time they had run-ins with kathleen kennedy and then they left and then ron howard was brought in to reshoot and restructure and basically make it more of what kennedy wanted it feels and, like a troll lied to me but um apparently there's too many jokes in it i don't know if that's true that sounds that sounds made up in solo no it's not because i just heard today before talking to you i heard that um so you know there have been rumors online about reshoots for the rise of skywalker going on for no, I, I haven't no I, I didn't know that at all i'm so happy yeah so there are, there are rumors that uh the rise of skywalker had reshoots happening up until like up until october i think it was like mm -hmm. august september october they were doing reshoots that and makes sense. The, the thought was, when people heard about the reshoots, was that somebody saw the movie and thought it was terrible and was like, okay, we have to fix this. But now, uh, since, so I, if people don't know, the entire plot to The Rise of Skywalker has been fully leaked online. Oh, wow, and, really? Yes, and it has been, and it has been corroborated by the trailers. Uh, and don't tell me about the leaks. No one don't tell me what the leaks say. Because I might not, but um, the pro the fact that no one at Disney has said anything, it's no one has said anything to say that the leaks are wrong or that they're just rumors. There's been no like the only kind of crowd control that they're doing about the leaks is by kind of leaning into them. And what I mean by that is like so the leaks came out months ago, but nobody mm -hmm. really listened to them because they're like oh. People don't like nobody's seen the film, blah, 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 blah. And then the person, the leaks came out um, when, uh, not months ago, I'm sorry, they came out weeks ago. They came out, I think, at the beginning of November. And people were like, yeah, right, like we're going to take you seriously. And that was before the final trailers were posted. So we were like, you know, nobody knows. It's a tight ship. Nobody, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's not a tight ship. If nothing else, Disney is not a tight ship. At least Lucasfilm is. Because I was gonna say Marvel is a tight ship, but, but Marvel is a tight ship because everything's working well. Right, but um, but Lucasfilm isn't. So what the the rumors like the things that were said in the rumors back in like early November, that all of the trailers that have come out after that have had things that confirm what that person said. Like there are specific scenes that this per that this person who described the the thing they literally described frame the like from beginning to end. And there are specific scenes that they describe that are now present in the trailers that weren't in the trailers before they said that. And so every trailer coming out is like, holy shit, it looks like that rumor was true. Like, it looks like that's actually how it's going to go. If that's actually true, this movie's going to suck. But the, the point, <laughs> the reason I'm bringing this up is because the reshoots, because you said, like, uh, you heard trolls say that Kennedy wanted more humor. The reshoots are now being reported as being Kennedy is the one who saw the film and decided, no, I don't like this. I don't like that. Add more humor. Take out all of the Star Wars elements. So the one thing that I will say, which everybody knows of, um, it's not even about the, 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 the um, leaks. 
everybody speculated like okay so you know and we first the very first trailer we got showed palpatine or we heard palpatine and everybody is like okay if you have palpatine and return of the jedi he was defeated by vader so if palpatine returns vader has to return right i because guess the prequel said vader is vader is the um the chosen one to end the sith palpatine was the last sith so and the whole return of the jedi is darth vader is darth vader returning to being a jedi Ipso facto, you return Palpatine, you got to return Vader, right? Or not Vader, but you got to return Anakin. And so, and then also, there were online rumors. Uh, actually, no, it's not. Sorry, this wasn't even online rumors. They straight Disney themselves said this, that they went, um, and by Disney, I mean Bob Iger. <laughs> they, they pointed out that they brought in George, they brought back George Lucas and had him work with um, with J.J. Abrams to finish the movie, which is why this is people are like, okay, maybe it was Lucas's idea to bring Palpatine back. Nobody know. At first, people were like, nobody knows what Lucas did on the film, um, but now people are like, no, we know exactly what Lucas did. He shot scenes with Anakin Skywalker. He shot scene, Hayden Christensen came back as Anakin and was a Force ghost, and so the Palpatine scenes were like balanced by there being Anakin as a Force ghost, and then. Um, uh what luke is a force ghost and there are other things that i'm not going to get into but because this this part's not spoilery okay the reason why it's not spoilery is because they took it all out that's what the reshoots were they basically every single thing that lucas came in and helped with kathleen kennedy undid all of it she took all of it out she took away the original meaning of the name of the story being the rise of skywalker and changed it to mean something else I'm not going to see what that is, but she was her direction as the head of Lucasfilm to make these changes. And that's why there were reshoots for for like three months because she was reshooting scenes so that when you took out the parts that Lucas had done, that she was reshooting scenes to make make it flow. And um, the person who gave the leaks has seen, they saw the original and that's how they knew what was taken out. Because this is a person who either is in Lucasfilm or is like privy to, in some kind of way, they're privy to seeing the films like right out of the can. And then, um, and so some people think that the leak was a controlled leak. They're like managing, (laughs) they're like managing the damage. Um, And it kind of makes sense that it would be a controlled leak because of the fact that after the leaks came out, the trailers specifically showed you things that prove the leaks were true. And you would think that they would not do that. But like days after, it's like, here's another trailer to say, yes, that leak was accurate. And then, and now you've got people like John Boyega and even J.J. Abrams and um, Daisy Ridley and, um, and Oscar Hernandez. They're all basically, they're, they're being very passive aggressive to take shots at The Last Jedi. Yeah, that's stupid. I don't like that. Because it's, it's like, you, you're you promoting this movie and you're, and um, Disney wants people to be like, come join the force. We know that you you hated uh, The Last Jedi, but like, these guys do too. And it feels so fake. And it's just like... No, Disney is not. So the Disney machine is such that if they had anything to do with it, nobody would ever say anything bad about it. Nobody in one of their movies would ever say anything bad about any of their other movies. 
but that's that but that's not it though because people the the way that that interviews go when you're in a bad movie is be is the the cast usually is like yeah we know that this last one sucked we think it sucks too come on fans watch this new one we the cast won't let it happen again we promise and (laughs) and like that's so fake because that happens all the time now whenever there's a bad movie the cast uh if there's a sequel to the bad movie they're like don't worry we got your back it's fine (laughs) it's fine you really overused the phrase fine what a term Speaking of overusing stuff, how could they not make the solo, the movie about the sexy space pirate, funny? That makes no sense. You had to get it in. I I did. Uh, I was trying to force it in for the entire time we're talking about solo. Yeah. You you were like, I got to find a way. Yeah, you got to shove it in there some kind of way. Um, Kathleen Kennedy was like, we can't make solo fun or cool or memorable. Get them out of there. It's all I think that the side stories should. Now, here's the thing: a lot of people who loved the Last Jedi loved the fact that Ray had no, that she's a nobody. And I'm like, I y'all also have think that that's good because Anakin Skywalker was a nobody. Just saying. But Anakin Literally, Skywalker was made by the Force by Palpatine. I assume he was made. He was made by the Wills. I thought Palpatine made him. Did I read? Did I watch the prequels wrong? Because it's entirely possible. I was falling asleep. <laughs> I just said it like an hour ago. Um, you know, he, there's two theories. One is that Palpatine created Anakin. The other is that Plagueis was fucking around with the Force. The Wills were pissed and created Anakin in response. I want there to... I, I, I like the one where, um, where the Emperor created Anakin because it ties them together well. I don't. I prefer the Wills creating Anakin. Also, like, you know how in the first Alien movie, the whole history of it is that it's an alien. And then uh, in Aliens, they extend the history to be like, it, there's more than one and one slightly bigger. And we'll call that one the uh-huh. point. And then it just went downhill from there. And it's just like, no, they're like God or something. Look at all this religious imagery. This whole big setup is great. And then. And like Star Wars is like we got we have all this world building, but we uh, but it's a simple story. We want kids to be able to follow this, and we um, so we're going to keep it simple uh, and like good versus evil, dark side versus light side, ain't it great? And then you have like the prequels, which are more complicated and less interesting, and then you have Disney that's like it's simple, but it's not. But it's simple, but it's definitely not. And it's just like pick one. Do you want it to be simple? Or do you want it to be uh, complicated? And you can't have it both ways. And you and Baby Yoda can only take you so far. There's one more. Like before we end this, you're gonna say "Sexy Space Pirates" again. Oh yeah, you "Sexy Space Pirates." And there it is. Okay. But yeah, so <laughs> that's fine. I'm not gonna talk about the Mandalorian though. If you want to, you can't talk pod- about the Mandalorian. You've never seen it. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna see it, and I'm not gonna talk about the Mandalorian. If you Why want are to you gonna it, see it? I'm not going to. Um, so if well, you want, why aren't you going to see the Mandalorian? Busy. It's like a thirty-minute episode each time. Yeah. The longest I'm episode gonna... is like forty-three minutes. Get someone else to do it. Tell you what, the you Mandalorian can... is way better than the prequels or the sequels. The Mandalorian is so. First of all, it takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. 
So it's in that 30-year gap that The Force Awakens doesn't cover. It's in that 30-year gap between last uh, between Return of the Jedi and um, and The Force Awakens. It happens five years later, and it shows you what it's like on the Outer Rim, where um, it shows you kind of like a, a a view into a bounty hunter's life. It's a view into a Mandalorian's, like the Mandalorian lifestyle. Now that the Mandalorian planet is gone and now that the empire has fallen. And it's also a view at what does the outer rim look like for these people when the Republic has not yet taken a stronghold, but the empire is, the galactic empire is definitely down. While you're kind of in that stasis and the restructuring, what does that look like? But it doesn't do it in a political way. It does it on a like boots on the ground kind of way. It shows you what people, what people's everyday lives look like. And it's interesting. It's actually quite interesting. So of course not. If you want to review it, you can. Um, you can get someone else to come on and do it with you, though. Because I'm not, I'm not going to. Um, you're still going to talk about Baby Yoda, but you're not going to bother to actually do the work to find out who Baby Yoda is. Exactly. I, I bet that's not even his real name. I bet that's not Baby Yoda, because we've already seen him. He's like 150. Yoda died at 900 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's, he's definitely not the same person. So, um, so uh, he's just so cute. Look at him. He's eating frogs. Anyway, uh, what do you think the uh, final movie is going to be like? Do you think it's going to suck? Or, and what do you want it to be? No, no, no. This is the other way around. I'm interviewing you. Yeah. So you, like, you just asked. Fine. Um, I already have an So I want to hear your opinion. Because you have not heard the leaks. And I you definitely don't- haven't worse info okay so here's what i think is going to happen well here's what i think did happen uh last Jedi came out everything set on fire that did happen congratulations yes thank you thank you thank you i'm here all week so the um so everyone at lucasfilm is like what the fuck do we do now i know get the they got that guy back jk abrams come here yeah all right you can do basically whatever we want uh fix this and so (laughs) Despite the fact that everyone at Lucasfilm is like, nah, it's fine. It was always planned to be like this. J.J. Abrams is like, fuck, 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 I can't ignore The Last Jedi, despite the fact that it ruined everything. Uh, what do I do? I know, I will do what I wanted to do, but I'll have references to The Last Jedi as well. That way, I can say that I'm not ignoring it, but also do exactly what I was planning on doing before everything set on fire. He can't do that, though. Because his plans, no, he can't. Because his what his plans were for the rest of the series, or not, he didn't have plans for the rest of the series because there wasn't a plan for the series. Look, they replaced Snoke with Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, which he never really intended to do. Exactly, but the I don't know. Which again, that's what I mean. That's why he can't do that. He can't do what he was going to do because what he was going to do relied heavily on Snoke and Luke, who are now dead. What is therefore doing with Captain Kennedy? What's Disney doing with Kathleen Kennedy now? Because I don't know what Rise of Skywalker... I know how it's going to end, though. I know how it's okay. going to end. I know how Rise of Skywalker is going to end. The Emperor's going to get defeated. Uh, Kylo Ren is either going to die or turn to the light side, because he's been tempted by the light side all throughout this. That's a really cool um, thing, being tempted by the light side. So he's tempted by the light side. So he's either going to turn or he's going to die. But uh, Ray is going to start training kids... Uh, to be Jedi, and they're going to not be called Jedi anymore. They're going to be called Skywalker, and that's where the name Rise of Skywalker will happen. 
That's an they're interesting. Gonna the they're going to change the name to Skywalker instead of Jedi, and but they're essentially just going to be Jedi again. Okay, so here's the thing: you just made three claims, right? Okay, so my first claim is that I think Kylo Ren is either going to die or be turned to the light side. The second claim is that Emperor uh, Palpatine is going to come back and then die immediately, making the entire thing pointless. Uh, and then um, the third thing is that once Rey wins, she's going to train children to become Skywalkers instead of Jedi. But they're essentially just going to be good Jedi just with a cooler name. Interesting. Okay. So um, we're going to end the podcast on that note. And how we're going to end it is I'm going to tell you this. From the leaks, okay. I am going to confirm two and a half of the things that you said are That's true, good. but I'm not going to which ones. Um, and next week, you are technically at the end of the year. Um, when we do the end of the year, you will probably have seen Rise of Skywalker because Either that or we're, we're recording this on the 16th for me, 17th for you. And Skywalker comes out on the nineteenth for me, or no? It comes out, yeah, yeah, because the release date is the twentieth, but the movies come out the day early. So mm-hmm. the nineteenth for me, and the release date's the nineteenth for you, isn't it? I think so. I think it's the same day. So you can see that. it tomorrow. Good. I mean, that's just I don't like it. Not right. Anywho, so you, are you gonna see it? Because you said that you probably won't like it. No, I'm not gonna see it. I honestly, I'm over it at this point. I don't care anymore. I, I on the other hand, I'm not the way over the it. I, I want to finish this fucking series. Go for it. And, the way I'll the come last back. ended, it didn't have a like the way the Force Awakens ended. It literally ended on a cliffhanger, so that you were like, <laughs> "What?" Happened? I forgot about that pun. Yeah. Um, and That's then, why he was uh, on a fucking cliff. He was on a cliff. Um, and then, but it, it gave you, even if that, even if that part hadn't happened, if they ne- if Luke was not even in the movie at all, you still would have wanted to see the second movie because you had all these questions and you want, you needed to find answers. The way Return, uh, um, the, way the way The Last Jedi ended, you have no question. Everything is filled in. The only yes, thing that was exactly that, what I was trying to say, if you would let me say it. I know, but like, <laughs> that's the main problem that I have with this series as a whole, right? The main, here's, here's the real truth. The main problem with this series as a whole is that they aren't doing an arc. They're just doing visual movies, which on principle is better. But when you're fucking Star Wars, you have to have a plan. You do individual stories for like Solo and Rogue One or whatever, and then you can kill those guys off. Who cares? Then after that, for the, for the saga, you need a proper saga. You need to fill it in. The fact of the matter is that no matter how good Rise of Skywalker is, it's A, not going to fit in well with Last Jedi, and B, won't defend the fact that Last Jedi sucks. Even if they perfectly wrap in The Last Jedi, The Last Jedi is still a shit movie. And I don't know how they're going to pull this back, but I'm going to see Cat. But I think Cat's isn't coming out until the 27th. So if, Luke, so if Skywalker, uh, Skywalker is coming out this week, I'll see it, I guess. Okay. <coughs> what have you done to me? Um, apparently ruined you. Also, Jojo Rabbit is coming out soon, so I'm excited about that. Oh, I forgot um, about Jojo. Yeah. Been out for so long. See, God, I hate you. So I need to see Jojo Rabbit when it comes out uh, in like a year. And then um, after that, I don't know, some other stuff. I don't know what we're going to do for the end of the year list. I haven't seen much that came out this year. So how about since uh, it's it's the cinematic adventure, 
um, we talk about the best movies we saw for the first time this year, which I guess for you would mainly be 2019 movies. And for me, it would be uh, a lot more um, old movies. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Next week's Christmas, though. So we can do Christmas movies. Next week, we are doing Christmas movies. So, uh, by next week, I mean in about 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. We have to record two on the same day. It's very funny. Uh, until then, Merry Star Wars, everyone. Uh, Baby Yoda's still cute. Bye. Oh, I thought you stopped recording already. You're still recording. I'm still recording. You want to say bye? No. I thought you, like, where are you going to end it? Dear Baby Yoda, what to say to you? You have big eyes, we don't yet know your name When you came across screen you could And it broke my heart I'm dedicating every meme to you